0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved.
1: Episode 754, air date August 31st, 2020. All right, thanks everybody for coming out here. I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about how I got involved in the campaign. Uh, Last time Shiva ran, I started to pay attention to what he was saying, and everything seemed to make sense to me. And there's a lot of people out there that don't really look deep enough to find out where the truth is and everything so that's something i take pride in i spent a lot of time doing research and the more things i uncovered the more i started to find shiva because he was saying the same things that i was finding so one day i was working and i came down the street this is not quite even a year ago and i saw that same bus parked right there and I saw Dr. Shiva standing here and I, I pulled over and I got out and I ran down the street and we had a conversation. He was down here looking for volunteers for his campaign that was coming up this year and our conversation carried on for an hour and a half and when I left, I was blown away at how much we saw eye to eye on a lot of the issues. And I kind of felt guilty because I took all of his time and. He really didn't get to interact with all the people that were here as much as he should have. But in the end, I paid it back (laughs) to him. (laughs) Because after working with Dr. Shiva, I realized that there's a reason why he is so successful in life. It's because he's put the effort in. He's been working his tail off since he was a little kid. I mean, my kids are sitting around. They want to play with tablets, and they want to play video games, you got to pull it out of their hands and kick them out the door. Because they don't have motivation anymore, and what they're finding on the TV is being fed to them by an establishment that wants them to believe things that aren't true. And if we don't steer them in the right direction, they're going to be indoctrinated into this belief system, and they won't be able to pull up, get pulled out of it, and that's the problem with society today. Is they're indoctrinated into this belief system and it's hard for them to admit that what they believe at the core of their heart is untrue so it's our responsibility to educate them so we need a teacher and that's why we have Dr. Shiva he's got the credentials he did the work he understands the science and he's a good teacher so we need to listen to what he has to say Without further ado, I give you Dr. Shiva, the next senator from
0: Massachusetts. Thank you, Jeremy. Stay up here for a little while. Well. Yeah, I, I, did, I did. We didn't know that I, Jeremy essentially runs our ground team all over Massachusetts. I mean, he's making sure signs are going up, thousands of signs. I mean, we get 700 signs one day, and they're all gone. That's because of Jeremy. All of you are asking for them, all of you are putting them up, and Jeremy coordinates them, so I think that one hour of discussion was quite (laughs) worth the return on investment. (laughs) Thank you Jeremy. Everyone give Jeremy a round of applause. I mean, he's an amazing guy. You're looking at a, you're an American working class guy. I'm a working class guy. Everyone here works for a living. The lawyer lobbyists do not work, and this is where the problems start. This is where the problems start. There's one set of people who are working and another set of people who are not working. That's how simple it is. There's one set of people who work, who pay taxes, who play by the rules, and another set of people break the rules with a lot of sophisticated lawyers, and they don't work. They don't work. They don't value work. They don't value God. They don't value work, because the ultimate of all the great teachings was always work. You sow You reap what you sow, right? And these people try to avoid that basic fundamental law of nature and of God, and these people are basically evil. (laughs) Nothing else to say. They don't follow the basic principles of nature. They think they're better than nature, they think they can violate it, and they think people will accept it. And what this election is about, it's not an election. It's more than an election. That's not why I'm running, to be a senator and whatever, right? The reason I'm running is because we deserve truth, we deserve freedom, and we deserve health. That was the foundations of this country, right? That's what we deserve. And we have to realize that we must take ownership of that. We cannot outsource that. We can't outsource our truth, we can't outsource our freedom, we can't outsource our health to others. We have to own it. That's why, when it comes to freedom, We have the first amendment and the second amendment. We have both. No other country has that, you know, cemented in its foundation. That's what this country has. And what is happening right now is people are attempting, and they're moving fast to try to take that away. Big tech is destroying free speech and open debate and conversation. They don't want that. They don't want us finding truth because truth comes from debate and dialogue, and, as you said, doing the math, right? Mathematics is God's language. One plus one is two, but you have an educational system which is telling people it doesn't matter what answer you got as long as Johnny tried and he followed some technique. It doesn't matter what the answer comes up to. No, the answer does matter. The Earth goes around the Sun. Fact. The Sun doesn't go around the Earth. They go in elliptical orbits. They don't go around in circles. This is mathematics. They don't want kids to put in the hard work. And when you start teaching people that, you destroy the individual. We're destroying young people. We're not building their character. That's not what this country was about. Look, I grew up in two worlds. I had two amazing experiences as a child. I grew up... In, a, in in the world of my grandparents in deep in not only in, in a city called Bombay but in deep South India where my great-grandfather, I saw him 93 years old working in the fields. 93. He'd get up at four in the morning, you know drink his little fermented drink and then go out and work. He would pound rice and he'd be coughing up blood. That's how hard he work. These people worked hard. At the age of 12, he was an indentured servant. Indentured servant, because we were of the low caste, we were supposed to only pick coconuts. He wanted to make his fortune. He went all the way to Burma as an indentured servant, as a 12-year-old boy. Worked his buns off. The ship's captain was so amazed at how hard he worked, he let him off of his bond, which was supposed to be a three-year bond. He worked in Burma, made his money and his fortune, and then lost all of it because World War II came. He saw an economy go from flourishing to people driving, walking around with wheelbarrows worth of money. Because it was hyperinflation in the midst of World War II, with bombs going off. People living in foxholes. And then he came back to India. He went with nothing, made something, came back home with nothing. But he always held this character He was a deeply spiritual man. Then my grandmother, she was a village healer, worked 16-hour days with leeches on her legs, right, in paddy fields. And But on the weekends, she was a village healer. She would help everyday people. Never ask a penny, because health was not about making money, it was about service. And she was also the councilwoman, because women typically ran these villages. Not a penny, it was a noble service to serve in government, even in those small villages. What do we have today? What do we have today? But when I came to this country, seven years old, who helped us? It was the American working class. I grew up in Patterson, then in Clifton, then in Persephone. I never saw racism among the white working class. They helped me. The racism I saw, the real racism, was in places like Cambridge, by the white liberal elite. They're the real racists. We have to call out what real racism is. We can't say there is no, there is a racism. And the real racism are these people who divide black and white. The real racists are people who put these Black Lives Matter sign in their lawn, but would never allow a black person into their homes. They never would. And they live in these beautiful mansions on Brattle Street. It's more like, you know, when the angel of death was coming, they put the blood on there. Right, that's the only reason they're doing it. They don't give a damn about black people. And they don't give a damn about police. They want to divide the police and, the, and people. That's what this is about. It's about division, division, division. It's not about uniting black and white. It's not about uniting left and right. These are all false divisions. It's about dividing us, working people. Everyone here works. We don't work. We don't solve problems. We're out of business, aren't we? If you're a mother, you don't take care of your kids, your kid's going to have a problem. If you don't run your business, you said you did logging, right? You don't do the service, you don't get paid. Lawyers get paid, no matter what they do. In fact, they get paid more the more along the problem goes. I'm running against three lawyers. We are running against three lawyers. Malarkey, Kennedy, and Charlie Baker. Whatever he is, he's not one of us. He's a redcoat, that's what he is. He's not one of us, he's a redcoat. Every two years he finds some doofus to lose the Senate election, a designated loser. Right, this is the agreement that these two establishment parties have. Remember, there's us, the real Americans, who truly believe in the Republican values, like Lincoln did. Unity, working hard, that there is a God, that there is real life, that you should protect it, right? That's real Repu- We Bottoms up. These people aren't even real Republicans or real Americans. What they are is they're traitors. They're not Americans. They don't believe in American values. We shouldn't even call them Americans. What they are is they want to ensure that we go back to an aristocracy, like we had that caste system in India. That's what they want, and we gotta get that clear. It's not Democrat versus Republican. It's us working people versus the aristocrats. Why else would they right now be passing a bill to force vaccinate all of us? Why else? It's the epitome of attacking truth, freedom and health. It's a violation of truth based on fake science. You can't vaccinate everyone with the same thing. It's against truth. Because the truth is you need to give the right medicine for the right person at the right time. I'm one of the leading guys in the immune system on the world. I got my PhD in the field on the immune system. And what science says is that every one of us has different genetics, everyone has has different epigenetics. You can't tell a kid that they should all get the 34 vaccines and you're gonna be fine, no. It's the right medicine for the right person at the right time, which can only occur when we get all the middlemen out of the way and you start having a personal relationship with your doctor who should be more than And most of these doctors, unfortunately, don't really study any nutrition. They don't understand food as medicine. Right? They don't. They're trained to become egomaniacs when they come out. A lot of good people. And when they come out, they can't even do their practice. Because they have so much debt. They have so much administration. They have to join a big hospital. So they can't even... They don't even look at the patient in the eyes and the throat. How do? You, you know, they don't even look at anything. They're looking at a computer just typing in. Right? That's what they're doing, aren't they? My grandmother would look at your face and she would look at it, look at it, look at it and say, okay, you have the liver issue, you have this issue, you have this issue. Because the face never lies. The face doesn't lie. You can diagnose a lot from the face. It tells pretty much everything what's going on in the body. So people were very adept at actually looking at the person Looking at their looking at their hands. That's where health comes when you address those issues. Personalized health. But we're not doing that. We think some guy, some fool in Washington, some academic at MIT is gonna create a policy which between me, let's say I'm the healthcare professional and you, we're gonna put all these layers of people in. PBMs, lawyers, GPOs, dot 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 dot. You know what I'm talking about, right? Pharmacy right. Right, so they have all these in-between layers, and that's what Obamacare did. And the guy who came up with that was a really awful professor at MIT who should be in jail, Jonathan Gruber, right? He should be in jail. We have to put at least 70% of academics in jail. I'm being serious. 70% of them work with China, 70% of them are fake scientists. They make money by making up fake science. That's what they're doing. And they're doing it of our tax dollars. So I have a solution for that, it's called the Citizens Science Act. Because I know how these guys work. We give them our tax dollars, they get funding, they use our research dollars to get more grant money, more grant money, and the guy who's a better salesman gets to become a professor. That's what's happened today and he gets to write papers which determine the destiny of our kids, our health policy, everything. Educational policy, foreign policy, all of that. Some guy just writing papers, and he's all he cares about is ego and control. And m- many of those papers, they do quote-unquote science, they gather data, and they wait until they get the right data, and then they use that data. So here's how we solve that. We fund scientific research with our federal dollars, Every time they do data or experiments, it should go into a public repository. It's our data. It's our data. Citizen Science Act. I'm smart enough. You're smart enough. A lot of people know how to use spreadsheets. I should be able to download the data and see it. Look at the climate change. Yes, climate does change. It's a fact. CO2 is a greenhouse gas. fact. Greenhouse gases do increase temperature. But the scientific question, the mathematical question is how much? How much? Well, the truth is, CO2 is not a pollutant. But you have a bunch of people now who are incentivized. If they put climate change on any scientific paper, they're going to be funded. MIT gets 20 to 40 million dollars in funding. So CO2 has suddenly become a pollutant. Okay? Complete nonsense. And how did they do this? Let's go back to math. They didn't even do math. They have created mathematical models. And science, the, in science, the definition of evidence is unambiguous prediction. Let me repeat that. And if we all get this, we can challenge any of these guys. Evidence equals unambiguous prediction. What is evidence? Unambiguous prediction. What does that mean? You do a scientific experiment, apple falls from the tree, and you predict how what the force is between the apple and the earth, and you do a lot of experiments, over and over and over again, that's what Isaac Newton did, and he came up with a model. The force between that apple and the earth is equal to the mass of those two objects divided by their radius squared, okay, times a constant. Now that model is unambiguous prediction. Every time you run it, you get the same answer, okay, that's called evidence. Well, you run their climate change models through, and you should read the IPCC report, it's just garbage. They know it's garbage, but no one reads it. They have 40 different predictions of how much ice will melt on the Arctic, from 0% to 100%, and every Baskin Robbins flavor in between. That's not science, that's called indeterminate nonsense. That would be like Isaac Newton saying when the apple falls, in one condition it'll fall two feet, in another condition four feet, in another condition, you see what I'm saying? That's, That's not a prediction. So what's happened is we've moved away from science and we've moved to scientific consensus. Okay? Get the difference? Scientific method is you do experiments, you work hard, you do the math, the math never lies. Scientific consensus is 50 of us get together here. We said, yeah, the sun goes around the earth. That guy over there, he's lying to you, okay? He's got the math, but no, ignore him. Right? That happened, right? 97% of people believe the sun went around the earth. One guy had the math, the evidence, the earth went around the sun. He was vilified. That's not science. It was scientific consensus. That's what's happened with science. It's moved towards scientific consensus. So that's why we need the Citizen Science Act. Now I figured that out because I know how these guys work. That's how we say, because fake science is the fake news behind fake news. Okay? That's right. Trump made fake news a household term. God bless him. We need to expose fake science because the fake news is coming from the fake science. Fauci, that little guy, says, Right. That, he, he doesn't say a word about vitamin D3. Do you want to come up and share what you shared with me? Come on up. I was just talking to him. C- come on up. So I, I, I just want to take a quick break here. Tell him about what, what... I'll come back to vitamin D3. Why don't you just share the story? I
2: want this to happen.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I was,
2: my name is Rick. I, I uh, drive a live truck most of the time. And I was in a man's yard talking to him, and we were talking about different things, and he told me I had a Trump hat on, he didn't like it. He told me he was a Democrat, and I asked him why, and and he didn't really have a good answer. But we got talking about uh, this whole thing with the um, coronavirus, and and I told him, I said, I'm not a scientist or anything, so I have to depend on other people. But I did look up something, and I ran into this information. You got to look it up. Just pump his name in, in, into the computer and put up coronavirus and see what you get. He had a lot of information about this uh, that, that, from my perspective, it seemed like vitamin A, vitamin D, and a few other things would take care of this. He says, sounds crazy. I saw him, he said his father was in a hospital in a ventilator, and he didn't really want to criticize anything. And I said, no, I'm just telling you this is what I think. You got to look up. You got to at least do some research. I saw him a couple weeks later. And he came up to me, because he recognized me, and he said, hey, I want to tell you something. He said, now, uh, my father was on a ventilator. I talked to his doctor. I, re- I saw the video. It really impressed me. I called the doctor. I told him to give him vitamin A, vitamin D, and some other th- I don't even know what he just said. But he said, three days later, my father's off the ventilator. He said, and he's also, he's good. He's doing good. And I said, that's wonderful. He said, but he says, I'm going to vote for this guy. I said, Really? He says, yeah, you want to know where my father was? I said, no. He goes, I said, yeah, but well, where was he? He said, he was in the Holyoke nursing home where 81 people died of coronavirus. He said, my father, 93 years old, got better. So so that got my attention, and that's why I came out here tonight.
0: Look, truth is truth is truth, Okay. Not one time did Fauci, and all those thousands of hours that he was given access to millions and millions of eyeballs, did he ever say anything about vitamin D3. That's crime. It's a crime. Exactly. Vitamin D3 comes from the sun. The next thing is... All these people who are on ventilator, by the way, there's 88,000, you don't have to take my word, 88,000 scientific papers over the last you know, 50 years written on the power of vitamin D3. It's vitamin D3 is like a gun with a bullet in it. It blows up the cell walls of viruses, okay? It's not a vitamin, it's an antioxidant. It's actually a hormone, okay? Vitamin D3 is a hormone to be specific, cocalciferol, but the more important point is when the sun hits our skin, your body makes vitamin D3, which through a series of chemical reactions makes cathelicidins, which are proteins, which literally blow up the walls of ours. Anyway, this is the reason I'm telling this to you is is this is science, it's real science, but not one time did Fauci ever speak about this. In fact, the video that we did, it started going viral, YouTube took it down, okay? And,
3: And Facebook. And
0: Facebook took it down, right? Jen runs our social media. Well, we wrote a letter to the president. In that letter, you can look at it. After I started doing these videos, I got a call. I can't say whose name it is, but one of the chief economic officers in the country. And he said, Shiva, I, you can't tell people who I am. This is in confidence, but he goes, I am, this is in March, right before I started doing all my videos. He said, I am serious concern for this country that we're headed for an economic Grand, he didn't use the word depression, he said grand depression. And I was quite shocked, he said, please keep doing more videos. And I said, what's going on? He said, the president is putting too much faith in Fauci, he's following him, and health policy is leading economic policy. He said, please keep doing your videos. And if you saw, after I got that phone call, I would do until midnight two to three videos, because I knew I would almost gotten a call from God, right? to do the, so I would do video after video after video. And those videos, we had about 123 Twitter, I think 123,000 social media followers, they exploded to about 1.2 million, I think literally in about 20 days. It went viral everywhere because people were wanting truth from a guy who's trained in the field. It went everywhere. And then I wrote a letter to the president. In that letter, I laid out a four-part policy. And that letter basically said number one, all the people who are immunocompromised, let them be quarantined. Let's beef them up with high-dosage vitamin A and C and a couple of other things. The people like us who are healthy, maintenance doses of D and A and zinc and iodine, etc. If you're, if you, yeah, if you're eat, eating the, I mean, there's, you can eat K if you're not getting enough greens. But the bottom line was this. The letter did get delivered to the president. I got a call back from the White House, and I spoke at length for about an hour and a half. And I told them, look, you got a guy there who's a snake, Fauci. And I know the message got through. But the important thing is, until I exposed Fauci, no one was willing to say anything. Those credentials, MIT PhD, did help. And I used that, I weaponized those credentials, which was necessary. Not against people, but against them. And that's why this election is so powerful, because a guy like me who got all those degrees, Got those Ph.D. is supposed to become your enemy. Right? I'm supposed to be working for the other guys, but I'm not. Because I remember where I came from. I remember I'm one of you. Right? I came from working class neighborhoods in New Jersey where people worked their buns off. I came from grandparents who worked hard. And that's what this country was built on. It was built by us. The American working people. And we have to take it back. And guess what? No one's going to do it for us, but us. We have to do this. Charlie Baker, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Charlie Baker's selling us out because he's not one of us. He's a blue blood. He's a red coat. Bill Weld, red coat, Romney, red coat, Elizabeth Warren, red coat. These people are all red coats. They all work together. You have Charlie Baker taking selfies with Warren. Charlie Baker in the last Senate race, when I ran, supported a fool, a failed sign salesman who photoshopped a picture with Trump. This is this is a kind of garbage leadership that they're giving us. It's like feeding you Whoppers every day. And then one day you get a home cooked meal. This campaign is that home cooked meal. That's what it is. You got some real food now. They've been feeding you garbage. And we, like abuse victims, have been eating their garbage. Okay? We gotta stop that. No more abusing ourselves. Is that clear? No more. We deserve the best. We are God's children. We must make our choices. You deserve someone who comes from you, from one of you. You've got someone in front of you who worked hard, who solved problems every day. We're running against three lawyers. Charlie Baker's put up this other guy, who's a fool. Because Charlie Baker has an agreement with the Democrats to lose. So you get a designated loser to lose. And guess what? By the time it comes to the championships, it's like WWF wrestling. You have Doofus, and, doofus 1 and Doofus 2. Whichever Doofus loses, they always win. You got know what I'm saying? That's how they do it. So that's why the primary elections are so important. It's like the playoffs. In the prime races where they select their guys. But they don't want us. <laughs> Okay? They don't have anyone, they don't, they're not even doing any campaigning. We went to Chicopee, 250 people. We're at the Boston Common where we start this. 200 people. The other group which is holding a rally, now they're doing protests run by the Kennedy garbage charlatans. They do everything for optics. But we did it rain or shine. Then we went to Worcester, 100 people. We went to North Adams, we went to Pittsfield, we went to Great Barrington. We actually work hard. They don't work hard. They don't work hard do they no. they don't work hard we work hard and it's time we value ourselves all right it's time we value working people 70 percent of congress is senators i mean con- uh, lawyers you talk to paul tatra i asked paul richard asked paul what are the big issues well we got that route two is clogged right you got traffic issues there you have school shutdowns taking place I'm sure Charlie Baker's kids get beautiful private schools. He's got, I'm sure he's paying people tens of thousands of dollars to get get great tutors. His son can molest a woman on the airplane and it's hidden under the rug. The Kennedys rape, murder, and are deceitful, they get away. We working people don't. We do one error, right? We get records and they do this to us, right? They get away. One rule for them and another rule for us. Is that what you want? No more. We have to stand up for ourselves in 2020. And that's what this movement's about. We have to win the Republican primary. We have to send a nuke into the Republican establishment. That's what we need to do. Because the Republican establishment and the Democratic establishment are one. I'm not talking about the Republican people. I'm not talking about us. (laughs) I'm talking about them. Am I right? I've been to Western Mass. A lot of people who are quote-unquote Democrats, they like this campaign. They're, they're switching over to unenrolled and getting the Republican ballot. They've all just been fooled. Exactly. We, we were in, where was it, in Pittsfield. Like this, we were doing our event. The Black Lives Matter people suddenly started a rally over here. We had more black people at our protest and they did it theirs. Okay, and they were very confused. Okay. We had more black people at our protest, and it was all a bunch of liberal white people over there. And then I said, you know, let's talk about real racism. So, the whole thing is built on sand. Working people were built on reality. So, truth, freedom, and health. Freedom, First Amendment, Second Amendment. Digital Rights Act. We gotta unleash, we gotta resurrect back this institution called the Postal Service which was designed to originally by the founders where every one of us was the press. The Postal Service was not just about postal mail. It was an amazing innovation designed so all of us could communicate through, in those days, a letter. And if anyone intervened in that 22 year sentence in prison, do you guys know that? If anyone intervenes with a letter, it's a 22 year sen- sentence in prison. Well, the Postal Service didn't do their job, which was what they're supposed to do is to give us communications infrastructure, so when email came, social media came, they didn't upgrade themselves, reinvent themselves. So we have the Digital Rights Act, which says that the Postal Service should provide us a digital commons as a competitor to Facebook, Google, and Big Tech. That's how you solve it, not through regulation. Regulation is what the Democrats want. Facebook wants regulation. Regulation always helps the big guys more regulation no one can come from below digital rights act citizen science act and health rights act so we have a plan and it's not just words but right now what we need to do is we have 48 hours okay between now and tuesday everyone here first of all make sure you vote and make sure you get 10 other people to vote in the primary that's what we need is that right Okay, some light for... Okay, I got it. Yeah, I need more vitamin D3, by the way. Okay, that's what we need, okay? So everyone vote out there and get all your friends to vote. We got to vote like there's no tomorrow because it's a choice between freedom and slavery. That's what this election's about. That's what this is about. And I'm telling you, we have to win this and we have a huge opportunity. Everyone here has an opportunity to be part of history. Everyone. That's what the patriotic duty is and that's what the spiritual duty is right now. Everyone must get people out there to vote, to vote, to vote in the primary for truth, freedom and health. We do that, we win, we're victorious. I'm telling you, we win, the Republican primary will win the whole thing. Markey and Kennedy are easy. They're easy. The only reason they're around, I mean look at them. I mean, have you heard Kennedy? The guy can barely talk. He's a fool. And Markey, I mean, I don't even know what the hell that guy is. Malarkey, right? He's been there 50 years. He talks about the environment. Well, Monsanto's still here. Sure, he sh- sure did a lot for that. These guys are beatable. The only reason doofus to stay in power is because the GOP establishment has an agreement with them. They're not one of us. We, as, whether you're Republican, whether you're as independents, even whether you're a Democrat, lowercase d, not uppercase d. You have an opportunity for all of us to unite, and that's what this is about. So truth, freedom and health. Truth, freedom and health. Truth, freedom and health. Truth, freedom and health. Truth,
3: freedom and health. Truth, freedom and health.
0: Truth, freedom and health. Truth, freedom and health. Truth, freedom and health. Truth, freedom and health. Truth, freedom and health.
3: Truth, freedom and health. Truth, freedom and
0: Truth, freedom Freedom and health! health. That's what it's about. So let's get out there and do it, okay? Do it for us. Shiva for Senate, exactly. But it's about us winning for us. And when you do that, you're doing it for the right reason. No more rationalizing these people. No more giving them, oh, well, he did that because blah, blah, blah. No. No more. We do it for us. We gotta win, win, win. Okay? Let's win. Let's win it. Any questions? Should we take any questions?
3: Let's move under the tree for questions where there's light.
0: You want to move over there? No,
3: it's okay. This is fine. She said it. Okay. Go
0: ahead. Let's take a question. Mm-hmm. You here. here. it's a great question everyone here that can i repeat the question he said these guys say he's referring to the politicians that i serve the country they're not serving the country they're actually parasites they're taking let's is service service means you give something and you don't expect anything in return okay then the goal of service in government was you had a job you work you already had something over here you had your own means You came in to serve. That's what Washington did. That's what Jefferson did. And then you went back because you had something to do. This was a noble service. Obama didn't have a job. I don't know what the hell he was doing. He didn't have a job. Okay? He was a lawyer. Elizabeth Warren, lawyer. Romney, lawyer. Bill Weld, lawyer. Go down the list. Lawyer, 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 liar. Very closely related, okay? These people weren't... They they didn't exactly. They didn't have jobs. They came into government because that was their job. They made it a job. It was supposed to be service. They haven't been serving us. I'm only going to do this for one term. One term. I was just talking to our um, great. Uh, what was your first name again? Rick. Rick. I was talking to Rick, who works for a living. And Rick was saying basically um, that if you really think about it, these guys. Basically, you don't serve, right? They don't come to serve. The goal here is you serve and you finish. And we were just saying one term—that's six years. It's a lot of time. Why do you need 12 years? Why do you need 56 years? That 47 years—that's what Marky's doing. Not only term it's just one term, one term, one term. Go back to work, and we got to start looking at if you're ready to serve. That means you already have a job. Look at their credentials. Do you have a job? Have you ever served anyone before? Okay? Have you you ever worked? So we gotta start, I'm okay. So we gotta start looking at people's credentials. What did they actually do? When they say they can fix something, have they ever fixed a lawnmower? (laughs) Have they ever solved a problem? Do they know how to fix anything? Okay? You gotta ask them that. Don't, just because they have nice pictures with the Kennedys, and Camelot and all this nonsense, no more buying into the brainwashing. No more. You get a good photographer, you can make a monkey look like, you know, James Bond. Okay? Seriously. Makeup is pretty good. It works. So, no more PR. We start listening to our gut instincts and what these people are doing. Thank you. It's a great question. They don't serve. They steal. Another question. Go ahead. Yep, I have kids, and I chose
3: the hybrid plan But I just thought I just want to be comfortable that even if they do this, they come home and learn at home. If you have to go back in, I'm totally against it. How can I define the
0: vaccine? What do I to do? Yeah, so here's a good question. So some of you may know, since I was a 14 year old kid, I did some of the earliest research on SIDS, babies dying in their sleep. So this whole issue of vaccines and health has been a long part of my journey. When I started getting learning about what was going on in this anti-vax movement, right? What I found out was for 15, the reason we even got, why are we even at the stage, why we even have mandatory vaccines? How did we get here? What's that? big pharma but there have been so-called leaders fighting this right who has been fighting this the kennedys all right so you would think after 15 years we would have gotten some victories wouldn't wouldn't you wouldn't you right so if you're if you're funding these organizations to fight for you you would think you should get something look at the breast cancer foundation have we solved breast cancer have we solved it let me ask you again, have we solved it? No. We haven't solved it. But what has happened is the breast cancer foundation has used cancer to build themselves into a billion dollar foundation where the leader of it gets paid 9 million bucks. Do you know that? As a pension. Well, in the every time there is something against us, it seems foundations get created, and they never solve or fight for us. They make money off of it. That's where Robert F. Kennedy, Robbie Kennedy I like to call him, has done. Citizens Health Defense Fund, run by him, has been saying I'm against vaccines. No, he actually says in a video I'm pro-vaccines and I want to make sure everyone's vaccinated. And yet, he has misled this movement. And the reason we're here is because these people have misled the movement and they've been negotiating with our enemies. So the fact that we're even here after people have put outsourced our fighting to them, Is what the real issue is and so when I got into this movement I said wait a minute first is you guys have been fighting this movement the wrong way you're negotiating with the people who are our enemies Bobby Kennedy says oh we got to go talk to the Democrats I know them you know let's work with them I said no we got to build a bottoms-up militant defiant movement he lost in New Jersey the medical exemptions I'm sorry, New York. He lost in California. And by the time I started watching, I said, no, we got to build a bottoms-up movement. Is Julio here? Julio will tell you. We won in New Jersey because of my leadership. I said, we have to build a militant movement. We had thousands of people screaming, protesting. And that's what stopped them. They got afraid. The fact that we are here now Massachusetts with that is because these not-so-obvious establishment people have sold us out. I hope I'm being clear. Because a lot of mothers are being bamboozled by an organization called Fake Choice Health Choice, which is in collusion with Big Pharma. We have been calling for protests on this since day one. They have told mothers like Jennifer. What have they told you, Jennifer? Well,
3: I actually have a PDF of things that they said we could and could not say on signs in front of the state house.
0: That means, don't protest, we're going to control your protest, okay? So when and we called our protest, 250 people showed up last weekend. Now, for optics, they called the protest yes- yesterday, which we still did. But they said, oh, we've got to wait for the sunshine. No, that's not what real warriors do. Rain or su- sun, you fight. So what's, what's happening in this country is, there's not only the establishment, but the not-so-obvious establishment. The people who come in and creep and start owning movement, speaking the rhetoric. So we started doing this no-force-vaccination thing across the state and the way we're going to win is not listening to Robert Kennedy. He's part of the problem. He endorsed Hillary Clinton three times. Did you know that? Hillary Clinton is Miss Vaccine Queen. She got $100 million from Bill Gates. Robert Kennedy, who claims he's fighting against vaccine, endorsed her three times. Not just, oh, I like her, I'm going I'm to put out press releases. So who is fighting for us? Not Robert Kennedy, because Ted Kennedy's uncle is the one who created the 1986 National Vaccine Injury Program and his other brother created the National Vaccine Act. So it gets back to this issue. The fact that we are here today, even having to deal with forced vaccination or flu shot, is because we've been following misleaders. We need to build a bottoms-up movement, and that's what we need to do to win anything, be it fighting PBMs, GPOs, all of it. This campaign is not a senatorial campaign by itself. It's a movement. And it's about working people going bottoms up. So what I'm saying is, another 20 years is going to go by, and we're going to have more virus vaccines if we follow their path. All they want to talk about is this bill, this bill, this bill. They're begging to legislators. We need to have millions of people on the commons. Not in front of the State House, begging. On the commons. Because the commons is where revolutionary movements took place, not begging in front of a gold dome of corrupt big pharma bought out people. So tactically, that's how we win. Does that make sense? We're not gonna get there by fighting for crumbs. They want us to fight for crumbs, negotiate with these sellouts. What else? Do you understand the tactical difference? The Kennedys are part of the problem. They are the problem. They're the institutionalized, not-so-obvious establishment. Bobby Kennedy, the father, is the one who screwed over lots of black people and lots of the working class. When the civil rights movement was coming up bottoms up in this country, bottoms up by blacks and whites, he went and found a guy called Martin Luther King, who was... A lot of drugs this guy did. A lot of women he was... okay? They promoted him, not Malcolm X, who had gone through his journey. And then they anointed him to mislead black people. What do they say in the civil rights movement? Don't use the N-word, affirmative action. They never solved the issue of uh, inner city infrastructure. They mislead movements. That's what the Kennedys do. They get nice pictures, and, and they make themselves look good. When I was here last time in Leminster, I think uh, Paul told me, hey, Joe Kennedy's coming over to this homeless shelter, he's announcing his candidacy. You should also go announce. I went over there, this was a year ago. That guy shows up, and you know what it was? He was in there doing photo opportunities with poor blacks, poor veterans, and then he leaves. And I say, hey, Joe, what do you have to say about the fact 18 per- Massachusetts has the highest homelessness rate, 18% increase? You know what he said? I don't know anything about that. I'm telling you, we gotta wake up. We can't be putting this faith in Hollywood pictures. Okay? We can't be misled anymore. These people aren't one of us. The Kennedys are not one of us. They live in Malibu. They party all day. They're heroin addicts. They can get away with murder. And you see, that's who they are. Next. So let me repeat the question. The question is a great question. By the way, people are welcome to come up here. Let me just lower this a little bit. Yes. Okay, so we'll do another 15 minutes. Is that okay, Michelle? Yep. that's great, but that's it. The question she asked is about child protective services. Everyone, How many people know about the issue with this? One, two. So let yeah. me tell you what the issue is. Child protective services is a $1.7 trillion industry. Did you know that? What is the U.S. GDP? 22 trillion. trillion. So ne- nearly 10 percent of our GDP goes to this institution called Child Protective Services. So your husband and wife have an argument. Neighbor calls the Child Protective Service. They can come away and take away your kids, right? Without, come on up here. Yeah, without probable cause and without due process, just by an accusation. Am I right? What's your name? Danny. Danny, nice to meet you. So so they can they can take away the child and they put it into a foster home. And and then for the parents to adjudicate that process and get their kids back, it's not easy. Meanwhile, there's incentives, monetary incentives, to keep that child in foster care for up to a year. The federal government gives monies to the state, and then the state gives monies to a whole layer of people. I mean, we could take a, five days to explain this, but bottom line, there's incentives to separate the child from the parent, monetary incentives, and I've learned about this. And to adopt out as
3: well. There's also monetary incentives to adopt that as well. Instead of um, um, putting services in place to help the families, there's incentives to tear the families apart.
0: Yeah, at, at, at all levels. But the bottom line is this is no different than the, the everything we've been talking about is top-down governance the government involved in vaccinating you the government involved in controlling your children the government involved in every which way and the reason this happened was people like Hillary Clinton left and right establishment people allowed this to take place because there's so much money involved in here 1.7 trillion dollars that's what's involved in here and I'm telling you None of this is going to end until we as working people unite. I can't. The, the problem is the same. You know, if you, same with vaccination. It's top-down. And the people that we are electing as leaders, they try to break this up into individual problems, but it's the same problem. You know, if you study ancient systems of medicine, you'll find out that all disease is one disease. And all solution is always one solution, which is food is medicine. And when it comes to political problems, I'm telling you, it's the same thing. The entire disease of politics is the same issue. It is a finite set of people who think they're the kings, and we're the peasants, and they control us, and they will take a piece of our hide. When it was a king, he gave us a little piece of land, we worked, they took 30%. Now they want to take 60% or more, and they want to control our lives. They're doing it to families, they're doing it what's going to go into your body, at every level, because why? We allowed this to take place. And how do we allow this to take place? We were misled by misleaders. People like the Kennedys, because they did good photographs. I'm telling you, that's what's happened. We allowed ourselves to be misled by people like Barack Obama, who created Obamacare, which he knew was going to fail. And that's what's going on. They create, they brainwash us, and you've got to look at who they are. We have to fight this. It's the only solution. I'm saying it's all the same disease. And they,
3: use, they use COVID, and most likely they will use this vaccine as a yes. way to say, okay, you're not a fit parent if you choose not to vaccinate yes. your child. Oh. This is a serious oh. issue because, you know, they're coming in and they're telling us what we have to do to our children and how, not to our children, but how we, they're making the choices for us essentially yes. as far as how we should raise our children. And it's the state telling us what and how to raise it and another problem is this is nationwide there have been many states that have called and minnesota have called for the removal of child protective services altogether um, i'm not saying that they need to be removed but there needs to be serious reform their whole um code um they have a, a law of how they should should act that needs to be you know redone completely because it is in their law to do the things that they're doing their their um their man, their handbook you know i don't know exactly what it's called but the um, the way that they should act is
0: written within their program. Yeah, I I think one of the most important things you're bringing up is they create the narrative in every one of these issues. And and I want people to get this. What she just said is really important. They create this story which is that parents aren't fit to take care of the parents. The state knows better. right? They create the narrative that you can't make decisions of what food or what vaccines your kidney, the state knows better. The state knows better at everything. You don't know anything. And those theories that they use, guess what they're created? Guess where they're created? Guess where they're made? They're made in Harvard University. They are. Because they pay professors Who cr- the guy who created Obamacare or at MIT. They cr- they, they're created in academic institutions. There are professors who create these narratives. And, and all most of that is done in, at MIT and Harvard. That's where the real, real thinking gets done. The real evil. Because before action, there's thought. So a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, right? There's a woman who's saying we should eliminate homeschooling. Where is she from? Harvard University. She's running a conference on it. All, they, they do all the testing here. Massachusetts is a center of quote-unquote innovation. Innovation of Child Protective Services. Innovation of vaccination, innovation of eliminating homeschooling, all of that. Their theoreticians are here. And no one calls them out because by the time they get their PhDs, they're sold out. And that's why I'm saying all of these problems are systems problems, and they're the same thing. There's a set of people who are controlling it, and I will call them out every day for the next six years. I'll tell you that. Okay? And we need to create a movement to do that. They're, what's that? From the bottom up, we don't need them. We go bottoms up, bottoms up, because all these problems are created. The child protective services of vac- force vaccination. You know, the corona- they're all interrelated. It's about power, profit, and control. And the only opposition is truth, freedom, and health. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Let's win. Let's win. Let's win. Let's remember, all of these are interrelated problems. It's power, profit, and control versus truth, freedom, and health. Alright? Thank you. Amen.